0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're talking about menopause: what it is, what to expect, uh, what to know, how to know if it's normal or abnormal, and things that you can do uh, to, to mitigate some of the issues that go along with menopause. You're going to be really excited if you ha- well, I mean, if you haven't been through menopause yet and you're a woman, I assume you will be, and so this is going to affect all the women and more effect, and it's also going to affect all the men. Because men, if you have a woman in your life, you will be going through this as well, and you want to know what to do about it. So, uh, women past a certain age experience menopause, it is what it is. Menopause is defined as not having a menstrual cycle for one year. Because women say me all the time, am I in menopause? Am I not in menopause? Got to be one year from your last menopause, if not, you're in, from your last cycle, if not, you're in perimenopause. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. The age you experience, it can vary, but typically occurs late 40s, early 50s. It's just time to stop making babies. And a lot of cultures uh, make this a a big event, a a wonderful time in life, because women can now can go through in a different phase of their lives. But sometimes we here in in, in our society treat it like a disease. It's not a disease. It's a natural turning of the page when it comes to life. So let's talk about some things that may cause it to be a problem and then some things we can do to help resolve that. Now, menopause can cause a lot of change in your life. Symptoms are a result of decreased production of estrogen and progesterone in your ovary so it's a hormone you start to decrease your amount of hormones symptoms may be hot flashes weight gain vaginal dryness vaginal atrophy the muscles actually become weaker that contributes to the vaginal dryness as well and with this this can cause inflammation and with thinning of the vaginal tissues which adds to discomfort when it comes to romance but it's also the, the muscles are just starting to atrophy uh, menopause can increase your risk of certain diseases, like osteoporosis. I get this question all the time. Dr. Joe, I was diagnosed with osteoporosis. Well, I've been in practice a long time. So recently, relatively recently, we have a new diagnosis, and it's called osteopenia. Osteopenia is the early stages of osteoporosis. So it's kind of like telling you it's coming. But now we have pre-diabetes, We have pre-high blood pressure so it used to be you had it or you didn't now you might have it in the future it looks like you're going to have it we'll talk about that as well so we're going to discuss some of the symptoms and treatments that are available to you and most of the things we're going to talk about you can do at home which is kind of nice uh average age ron said again it's about 51. majority of women stop having their period somewhere between 45 and 55. the beginning stages of declining ovary function can start years before a woman actually goes through menopause or perimenopause. Uh, others continue to have their periods well into their 50s. So there is no rule. And we're going to talk about it in a second. You can't even judge it on your mother, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles. Well, not your uncles, but <laughs> your family. Don't laugh at me. Uh, so, <laughs> so difference between perimenopause and menopause. During perimenopause, the body begins to transition into menopause. That means the hormone production from the ovaries is starting to decline. You may begin to experience some symptoms commonly associated like hot flashes. Uh, a menstrual cycle, cycle can become irregular and it won't cease during the peri- perimenopausal phase. It just becomes sort of irregular. Once you've completely stopping, stopped having your cycle for 12 months, then you're officially in menopause. So again, that's a question I get a lot. I thought I'd throw it out there. 75% of women experience hot flashes during menopause, making it some of the most uncomfortable symptoms they'll experience. Hot flashes can occur during day or at night, really isn't any pattern to it. Some women may also experience muscle and joint pain known as arthralgia and mood swings. So this is something for men and women. Understand that as hormones cycle through men and through women as well, you're going to have different moods. You're going to be extremely happy. You're going to be a little sad. You're going to be a little quiet. It's a good idea, my opinion, to discuss this with people around you. Hey, this is not a good week for me. We as men, first of all, I find anyway, appreciate that. I've had staff members that have said, hey, listen, uh, these next couple of days, eh, probably not a good time to, you know, have a big discussion with me. Thank you. And now we know. Otherwise, we're not even sure what's going on. And it's okay to share it with your friends and your family as well, uh, because I know my mother went through hormone changes and I, as a child, I had no idea what was going on. One minute she's happy, one minute she's sad, one minute she's mad, one minute she's crying. Didn't know what it was. If I'm, I, me, the you know, the universal me, uh, is able to understand what's going on, we're able to then help you through these issues. So it makes life a lot easier to have this conversation. There's nothing abnormal about it, it's okay. And I've discussed already, I I did a show a while ago on women's health issues, and we talked about the four weeks of a woman's menstrual cycle. And the first week, the woman is just happy and joyous and loving life, and she's cuddly and she's wonderful. And then when she starts to ovulate, she really wants to be close to people. Um, She wants to be close to you, whoever you are. Uh, Then the third week, the hormones start to drop. Then the fourth week, of course, is the premenstrual syndrome and then the, the menstrual cycle. And then all of a sudden, the next week, she's happy again. So we, the public, or people you deal with, sometimes don't understand it. Wait a minute. It's, it's like the greatest thing in the world, and then it crashes. So there are four seasons, if you will, and spring, summer, winter, and fall. Uh, spring, I, I like to call it uh, uh, spring, Yes, spring, summer, winter, and then and, and, uh, spring, summer, fall, and winter. And then winter would be the time when it's kind of quiet and dark, and it's okay to be there. There's nothing wrong with that as long as we understand that it's happening. So what happens is as a woman goes through her normal cycles, the body produces estrogen. Estrogen goes up into the hypothalamus in the brain and the hypothalamus is the thermostat in the brain. So the estrogen can help regulate the thermostat. Now as the estrogen levels start to drop, the, the, the thermostat isn't getting the signals from the estrogen, the hypothalamus, and so it doesn't know what to do and there is your hot flashes. So there are certain supplements you can take or certain foods you can eat that can act like estrogen Okay, they're called phytoestrogens, weak estrogens, and they can actually step in for estrogen and help regulate a lot of those temperatures. can also help you help regulate mood as well. So we're going to talk about that because it's all about the hormones and the estrogen and, and hypothalamus and how that all affects how the body works. So we'll, as, as we cover it more and more, we're going to talk about phytoestrogens, foods that act like estrogen, and things that you can do to take with you, and supplements as well. Of course, we always talk about supplements. So during a hot flash, your body's going to feel like the temperature rises, hot flashes affect the top half of the body usually, and your skin may even turn red and become blotchy. And I've seen people have hot flashes and it's really interesting you' be talking to them and all of a sudden it's like, wow, you okay? And it's like, oh, having a flash. Again, you have to know that it's happening and that it's okay. It's not anything that's dangerous. The rush of heat can lead to sweating, heart palpitations, feelings of dizziness. Then after the hot flash, you might get really cold. And so you go through this hot and cold, hot and cold. And as a man, I'm speaking from a man's point of view, we're very confused unless this is all explained to us. So I've often thought that I need to go into every eighth grade school in the world and do classes. And guys, this is what's going to happen, okay? So prepare yourself. And so when it happens, don't get mad, don't get angry, don't get upset. This is just what's going on. And I'd love that. I wish we'd talk more openly about this because it is happening, so... Uh, hot flashes come on can come on daily multiple times a day sometimes there's gaps between them again there's no rhyme or reason to this and that's where it becomes confusing things that can trigger hot flashes this is where you start to take control alcohol or caffeine cut it out you need to cut that out anyway eating spicy foods feeling stressed and being somewhere that it's hot so when these things happen you got to understand this is what's happening and again please tell us so that we know makes me a lot happier a few techniques you can use dress in layers and this way you can take the layers off and put them back on again. Have a fan available. This is really important, especially if you're at work or you're in a situation. They have little pocket fans you can use. But if you're at work, have a little stand-up fan. Put it behind your desk. Start in hot, break out the fan. Works real well. Uh, do breathing exercises when you're having the hot flash. Deep breaths in, deep breaths out. As you're breathing, especially if you're abdominal breathing, you're stimulating what's called the parasympathetic nervous system. Parasympathetic nervous system calms you down. And when the body calms down, it's able to deal with the hot flash more efficiently. So you want to kick into that parasympathetic mode. And that heavy, what we call yoga breathing, is very good about kicking into parasympathetics. If you have someone to rub your back, you can rub the shoulders. The shoulders, the trapezius muscle, is innervated or supplied by uh, a, para- a parasympathetic nerve, the spinal accessory nerve. And the spinal accessory nerve uh, controls the, 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 the trapezius muscles. And when you rub that, it kicks in the parasympathetics. So it helps you to relax that's why getting your shoulders rubbed feels good having your arm rub is good but because it's a, what's called a cranial nerve and it goes directly into the brain kicks into parasympathetics you like having your shoulders rubbed because it helps relax you what's well, a nice little thing we can do when having these hormone issues as well uh, medications such as birth control pills hormone therapy or even prescriptions can change the hot flashes and sometimes make them worse as well so you've got to understand that if you're on birth control pills there's a lot of issues um we've done, I don't think we ever did a show on birth control. We probably won't want to consider doing that. I think we may have, but it's probably time for a new it's one. It's been a while, time for an updated one. Okay. Because there are many options for birth controls and I can explain the pros and the cons of each one. And then you can kind of decide what's going to work best for you in, in your situation. So uh, how, do, how does menopause affect your bone health? Because a lot of women come to me when they're menopausal, perimenopausal, say, Dr. Joe, and I just got this this week, what can I eat to stop osteoporosis? So i wrote about a five page paragraph five paragraphs five paragraphs i'm sorry not five pages five paragraphs on you can't just eat something or take a supplement for something you have to get the body working normally we're going to talk about that today too so decline in estrogen production can affect the amount of calcium that's in your bones This can cause significant decrease in bone density, leads to conditions like osteoporosis. It can also make you more susceptible to hip, spine, and other bone fractures. That's why if the bones get weak and you fall, it can fracture. Uh, It can happen too that if somebody fractures a hip, it can lead to their death, especially for older people, um, because it doesn't heal. And if it doesn't heal properly, it could be because of hormone issues, and then you can have internal bleeding, infections, so that's another show for another time. Many women experience accelerated bone loss the first few years after their last menstrual, last menstrual period. So they get tests. Uh, we can do a scan we can, and, and test for uh, uh, osteomalacia, which is thinning of the bones, or osteoporosis, osteopenia. Osteomalacia is just weak bones. Osteopenia is the first stage of osteoporosis. And on x-ray, if I'm going to see an x-ray and I'm going to see osteoporosis, the bone is already about 33% broken down. Because if you can have 32%, 31%, it's not going to show up on the x-ray. So if patients come to our clinics and they say, Dr. Joe, you know, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, you guys, I hear are the best in the world. And I can't claim that, but I like to give my opinion on that. And they come to us for pain because we're a chiropractic clinic and pain management clinic and nutrition clinic. And they say, well, what does my x-ray say? My doctor said I have osteopenia, but it's not showing up on my x-ray. That's because it's not bad enough to show up. If it shows up on the x-ray, it's already, it's advanced stages. And so we prefer not to see that on the x-ray because that tells me that it's really, really pretty far gone. Uh, But it is reversible. That's the nice part. In most cases, not every case, but in most cases, it's a reversible condition. And I've had many, many patients over the years. We change a diet. We get them on supplements. And six months later, they go back and get a test done. And sure enough, the doctor says, well, your bone density is improving. What are you doing? Taking medication? No, not taking medication. I'm doing what Dr. Joe said. And inevitably the doctor will say, whatever Dr. Joe says, just do it, because obviously your test results don't lie. You're getting better. So I'm gonna give you all my tips. I'm gonna give you all my secrets today. So uh, people always say, well, should I take calcium supplements? (sighs) Probably not. You probably don't need more calcium in your diet. You need less acid. So let me explain this to you, Lucy. The bone is made up mostly of calcium, but it's also made up of boron, silica, and vitamin D and a bunch of other nutrients. Now, if I'm gonna make a cake, and that most of the ingredient is going to be what? Flour, okay? I add most, some flour, some sugar, but then I add a little bit of baking soda, baking powder. And then I might add a little bit of vanilla to it or a touch of salt to it. Any one of those little tiny ingredients, I'm not going to get a good cake that I like. Your bones are the same way. Even though there's mostly calcium, you have to have all these other components in order to build the bones. And if you have a high acid diet, when I say acid, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, what most people eat, when you put acid in your body, the acid has to be neutralized. And the body uses calcium as its primary neutralizing agent. So the body will give up calcium from the blood and from the bones to neutralize the acid so that the acid doesn't literally eat away at your body. So if you're eating a high acid diet, you're utilizing or sucking up a lot of the calcium in your body. The blood has to be kept at a certain acid level what's called ph uh usually about uh, 7.0 7.0 yeah right around 7.0 so if the blood becomes too acidic because you ate an acid diet the body then dumps calcium into the blood to neutralize those acids if you're not eating enough calcium the body then takes it from the bones but here's the thing once the calcium is taken from the bone into the blood it can't go back into the bone again it changes its molecular structure So then you have to have new calcium come in. So if you're eating a a diet that's high in calcium, that's great, but you don't wanna get too much calcium. And especially calcium supplements like calcium carbonate. Calcium carbonate, not a good form of calcium. It can actually clog up your receptor sites and you don't absorb the good calcium. So I'd rather get your calcium from whole foods, not the store, from actually foods that are unprocessed. So green leafy vegetables, anything red, anything green, strawberries, uh, rhubarb, Uh, uh, cherries, uh, uh, red beans, green leafy vegetables. These are all foods that are very high in calcium. So if it's red or green, chances are you're gonna get some calcium. And red also is gonna be high in iron as well. So you can get calcium from no sources. So if you get it from food, you're most likely not to have too much? Correct. Yeah, you're not going to overdose if you're getting it from food because it's it's in a natural form and the body can utilize. That's a great question, actually. Now, what question, where do p- most people think they get their calcium from? Sierra, you can answer this question. Milk. Milk, exactly. Dairy products. Ding, 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 ding. Sierra gets the, uh, Sierra. S- Sarah. Who's Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anybody. my alter ego. I had an aunt. Well, my aunt, my cousin's aunt was named Sarah. That's the only Sarah I've ever known in my whole life. (laughs) My cousin's cousin's daughter is named Sarah, too. But I don't even know where that came from. Sierra (laughs) Um, is correct. Dairy products. Now, you would think that dairy products are high in calcium. They are. However... There's a study called the Nurses Study. It's been this ongoing study. It's been going on for many, many years. And they're following nurses through their life cycle. And it's going to go on hopefully forever. And what they're finding is from the long-term studies of nurses is that, ready for this? The more dairy products you consume, the higher the rate of osteoporosis. What? Yes. The more dairy products you consume, the higher the rate of osteoporosis. Because dairy products, first of all, when we pasteurize it. The calcium will bind to a protein called casein. You need an enzyme called renin to break down the protein and free up the casein. We as adults don't produce renin. And if you ever see cheese, like you'll see cheese and you'll think, well, I don't eat animal products, I just eat cheese because I'm a vegetarian, not a vegan. It may say made with rennet, R-E-N-N-E-T-T. Rennet, R-E-N-N-E-T, I'm sorry. Rennet is an enzyme that helps break down proteins in milk. Sounds like a good idea. Where do we get it from? We scrape it from the stomach of dead calves and that's what we get the rennet to mix with the milk to, to break down the proteins and create the cheese. So if you think you're not eating animal products, if not, you know, flesh, if you're eating dairy products, if you're eating cheese and has rennet in it, you're wrong. So we don't produce the enzymes to break down the casein. We pasteurize it. The calcium binds to the casein. Uh, we can't break it down. So a lot of the milk and ca- the, the calcium in dairy is not bioavailable. It's not util- utilizable. Is that a word? Utilizable? By humans. And also, milk has two proteins in it called methionine and cysteine. Proteins in many cases, they're called amino acids, need to be neutralized. So your body will use calcium to neutralize the the proteins in the milk, and a lot of the calcium is bound up in the milk. So you can actually go into negative calcium uh, uh, situation by drinking dairy products. And that's why we have a higher rate of osteoporosis, not lower. And I'm not a big fan of milk. If you don't know why, go to our website, drjoe.com and D R J O E, and listen to our show we did on dairy products. We did about an hour and a half, two hours on nothing but dairy. And after listening to it, I trust that you too will agree with me that dairy products is not necessary and, in fact, can actually be bad for you. So, but I digress. Number two allergen. Number one allergen. Number one food allergen. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Sarah, no. <laughs> Sierra is getting all the points today. Garrett, you're being awfully quiet. So you're down two to nothing right now. I win in other things. Okay, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) So we'll move on from there. Uh, So you gotta make sure you're getting vitamin D. Vitamin D, and and again, it's it's probably the most important supplement you can take when it comes to the immune system, especially things like viral infections. Um, It's so important for bone health but you wanna make sure it's vitamin D3, not vitamin D2. Vitamin D2 is the synthetic version or the version, because it's sometimes found in mushrooms, vitamin D2, has to be converted into vitamin D3. So vitamin D3 is your better choice. We have a great supplement on our website, drjoe.com, Dr. Joe's vitamin D3. It's also, when we make it, we add K2 to it, vitamin K2. So D3 and K2 work symbiotically, and the vitamin D is gonna be necessary to kind of mix all the ingredients to make the bone. So you gotta make sure you're getting your vitamin D. If you don't know what your vitamin D levels are, what I recommend is go to our office, go to our website, and you can order a, a, a blood test that we do. Uh, it's called the micronutrient test. And it's not just for vitamin D, it's for antioxidant levels, it's for B, B vitamins. We, we can test a lot of different things on our micronutrient test. And one of the things we test is vitamin D. Had mine done not long ago, vitamin D was bam, perfect right where it should be. Is, I like it around 60 to 70 uh, micro, uh, nanograms per milliliter is the measurement. That's the optimum level for immune function. So that's why it's really important. And God, I wish I can get out and, and scream it from the rooftops. Folks, if we have concerns about the immune system, you have to get those vitamin D levels up. It's not the p- plan, uh, panacea, it's not gonna end all be all, but I tell you what, if you ask me what's the most important thing you can do if there's a pandemic going around or flu season, it's gonna be vitamin D. <laughs> now I'd also say adrenal support as well. Adrenal support's gonna be important, uh, glutathione, is important for the immune system as well. It helps the liver function. Uh, That's why I take vitamin D and glutathione along with super greens and essential source, which is the minimum supplement you need to take. I take those every single day. Um, And I take adrenal support as well. I take B-Complex, I take men's hormone support. We'll talk about women's hormone support in a second. Uh, Sierra, remind me if I don't cover that. Women's hormone support and uh, estrogen regulator, when to take it, when not to. Um, So we gotta cover, those those are all important as well. Uh, Exercise is gonna be important. Uh, get out there and do something that's going to make you breathe heavy. Um, I, I like to garden. I'll go out in the garden, dig a hole. My, I remember my grandfather, my German grandfather, who had so many tidbits of wisdom he shared with me. Um, I used to go, I played football and hockey, and I used to work out all the time. And my he would he said to me one day, he says, Ugh, you want muscles? Here's a shovel. Go dig a hole. And it's true, because if you ever dig a hole, no matter how, what kind of shape you're in, you're going to have aches and pains that you never had before. Uh, Dr. Amy, our clinic director for, for all our offices and all our doctors here, uh, she's remodeling her office here at the, at the office, uh, and um, uh, she was screwing things into a concrete wall, and uh, so she worked hard, and she put up she built desks and everything, and she said, boy, I tell you what, I never hurt like this before because I never used these types of muscles, so using practical muscles is really important as well, so just do something every day, uh, go work out, do yoga, um, do Breaking. something... To- what? Raking is really good. Raking is great. Make sure you rake one side and then the other side. You don't want to put too much stress on your spine from a chiropractor. That's my chiropractic advice. But <laughs> raking, shoveling, perfect, yeah. Um, you got to cut out alcohol, folks. You got to cut out the a- acid foods, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. You just got to cut them out. There's no other way around that. And, of course, smoking. I don't think I need to tell you not to, do, not to smoke. But the acid foods are robbing the body of calcium, and that is a big player when you, stop, when you reduce your estrogen and progesterone levels. That's going to affect bone mass. So if you want to avoid osteoporosis, I think we did a show on osteoporosis, didn't we, a while ago? So you can go to the website and and look that up. Uh, It can affect your heart. It can cause dizziness, uh, cardiac palpitations, Decrease estrogen levels, can prevent your body from retaining flexible arteries, and that can affect your blood flow. Uh, One thing I take every day is Dr. Joe's nitric oxide support. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels. Great for circulation, great for energy. I cannot take it at night. Had a patient the other day came in, we put her on a basic plan of nutrients and she's really sick and had a horrible diet all her life. She's overweight. And she said, Dr. Joe, I'm feeling a little better. I got some energy from the adrenal support and the B-complex and that's helping a lot. She said, "But I'm st- I still don't feel I have the energy that I need. I got her on a nitric oxide. I told her to take two in the morning and she came in a couple of days later and says, okay, that's where I want to be. And I brought her up to four, actually. She takes four a day, but I can't take it in the morning. I can't take it at night. I have to take it in the morning. It gives me so much energy. Uh, watch your weight, of course, eating a good diet. If you don't know what to eat, go to our website, drjoe.com. Type in, so what can I eat? And we have a whole lecture on the, the, what you should eat. Uh, changes in hormone level can make you gain weight. Every single day, patients come in our offices, and we have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Patients come to our offices. They want to meet with me. I sit down with them and they say, Dr. Joe, something's wrong because I'm not losing weight like I used to. And then I look at their chart and I see that they're 40 or 50 or 60. And I said, yeah, welcome to growing up. So what we do is we put people on a 21-day jumpstart protocol. It's a 21-day cleanse or 21-day dietary weight loss program. And it's on the website, drjoe.com. Just type in 21-day. 21-day it should bring up for you. And um, we jumpstart it. Then we put together a nutrition plan for them, and then we talk about supplements as well. Uh, other supplements you might want to consider is uh, doc- women's hormone regulator. It's DHEA. It's on the website drjoe.com, and it helps. Uh, it converts into your sex hormones, so that's important. The estrogen regulator? No, women's ha- women's hormone support. support. Yes, uh, the estrogen regulator. Do not take if you're going through menopause. I'm going to tell you not to take one of my supplements. Um, I've tried it on women going through menopause. I've been through menopause. They don't do well with it. What that is, it helps prevent your testosterone from converting into estrogen. After menopause, you want more estrogen. Okay, they're already low in estrogen. We we want to have that natural conversion going on. So uh, the estrogen regulator, great for men, I take it every day. Great for women that are uh, still in their uh, reproductive years. Do not take the estrogen regulator if you're in perimenopause or or menopause, okay? So it's the first time I'll ever tell you not to take one of my supplements. Folks, uh, if you have any health issues, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. You need to come see us immediately. And all the supplements we talk about are available on the website as well, drjoe.com, and over a 1,000 hours of podcast drjoe.com. It's all there. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.